Blog Talk Radio. Union has uh, about 1,100 and 
78 of them are appointed towards all the cities in the United States. Now, out of that 1,000 that they have, over 1,000, close to 1,100, 1,200, excuse me, uh, 390 of them are on submarines. So, and those submarines are, of course, stationed around the United States and various, in, you know, on both sides, and can launch from there. You know, so when they're launched, you know, the capability of us knocking them out is the first thing we're going to try to do is knocking knocking them down in in outer space. You're going to knock because if they go to outer space, that's how they, you know, and they and then, then they wait for the Earth to turn, and then they, that's how they hit to hit their target. So what we'll try to do is we have satellites with uh, space, you know, that's remember Reagan started that stuff up. And, SDI space program and whatnot, and knock, knock them out. And we only knock out 30% of them, so they say. But they have this supersonic, they, this hypersonic uh, missile that they have been developing in Russia. And we don't know how many they have of them. Supposedly about 60 or 70. And the, the, these suckers can, are like, you can't, it's it just the trajectory of them, there's no way to track them. There's just no way. How they how they go all over the place and twice as about three times the speed of sound. So, so and when they hit, woo man. So you don't want to be there. I mean, vacuum. I mean, you just get sucked right up. But what would happen in case of a nuclear attack? We got about ten minutes of something that I want to play. Uh, basically, the fallout. Uh, military analysts analyze it, pretty much break it down for you, and then I'll take phone calls. Okay. Anybody wants to say something? Because I won't play the other stuff I have if I get enough phone calls. If not, then I'll just play the other stuff too. Because I want to go into detail about this because there's stuff from the Military Times that was released about a year and a half ago predicting this very scenario that was going to happen with Ukraine and the uh, breakup of the Soviet Union over the last dozen years or so as to what was going to happen with these fallouts of these nuclear uh, weapons that were on the, the ones that are also missing. There's a lot of them that are missing also. So. This has been prepared for and thought of now for a while, believe it or not. So, and there's there's other things there that have been said that I, I really can't repeat. But there's sickos in the military, even our military, that think we can win a nuclear war. You know, so I mean, they actually believe that. You know, hey, Philadelphia gets vaporized, Washington D.C. gets vaporized. You know, do you understand the fallout? There'll be a 14-year fallout if you're in the northern hemisphere of the uh, if, uh, if you're above the equator, northern hemisphere. You understand that you'll be in 14 years of complete winter isolation of fallout, winter fallout, ray dust, from the amount of nuclear warheads that will land in the northern hemisphere. Now, in the southern hemisphere, I think if you could be all right uh, after the first couple of years. I, I'm not sure. I only know about the northern hemisphere because I have no way to get to the southern hemisphere that fast. <laughs> I think we'll have nuclear war, so... You know, unless I move down there this year, rather quickly, but um, so the, I guess you know below the equator, you're, it's, it's it's really weird how the Earth and it, how it it's the trajectory of the Earth and how it uh, spins and and on its axis and how it's really amazing on how the Earth can clean itself up too, but it just takes time. But you're looking at 92% death rate across the planet. I mean, 8% of the planet. Now these are people now that have bunkers people that have planned for this, you know, then you're certain millet selected people and whatnot. Don't forget you got a dozen or so people in outer space. You know, what happens to them, you know? Well, you don't think they've already talked about this and planned for this, these people in outer space that are just sitting up there? What the hell do you think they're doing up there? Uh, slinging orange juice around, playing, I mean, you know, doing, what kind of freaking tests are they doing? You know, so, and they've been doing a lot of space launches lately. 
So, but anyway, let me play this here real quick, and then uh, I'll get to the phone boards. But nuclear war on the horizon, and what would you do? Are you prepared? And what could you what could you do? I mean, really, would you really just want to be vaporized? I mean, do you, or you want to suffer? I mean, I just I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, just think about it. All right, let me play this about eight minutes long. Three thousand of those can be launched within 15 minutes' notice. We avoided annihilation in the Cold War, but what if an all-out nuclear war happened today? How would it escalate based on current military strategy? How many minutes would we have, and how many people would die? We'll simulate the apocalypse in today's episode. Subscribe if you haven't already. We're glad you're with us. Princeton's program on science and global security along with Alex Wellerstein of the Stevens Institute of Technology, have created a new simulation for a plausible escalating war between the U.S. and Russia. We won't keep you in suspense any longer. Here's their four-minute simulation. reductions from the U.S. and Russia, nuclear winter remains essentially a certainty. A July study from Rutgers calculated that fires from burning structures following the blast would inject 300 billion pounds of soot into the atmosphere. This would push temperatures below freezing in the summertime in the northern hemisphere, reducing planting season by 90%. Global average surface temperatures would fall by 9 degrees Celsius. Rainfall would also drop meaningfully near the equator. It would take several years before surface light from the sun was even half what it was before the war, and complete recovery would take a decade. There's no cheery conclusion here. With thousands of nuclear weapons on standby, such a scenario is terrifyingly possible. And even if we avoid intentional war, there's always the chance of an accident. In 1960, U.S. early warning systems reported long-range Russian missiles were launched with 99.9% certainty. It turned out to be a false alarm from moonlight. Two years later, U.S. missile operators in Okinawa were ordered to launch 32 warheads, but the order didn't include instructions to go from DEFCON 2 to DEFCON 1, as would ordinarily occur. The crew asked command if they should switch to DEFCON 1, and the launch order was canceled. It was a mistake on their end. In 1995, the launch of a weather rocket from Norway triggered Russian early warning radar. It had the launch characteristics of a high-altitude electromagnetic pulse weapon. Russian forces went on full alert, and President Boris Yeltsin activated his nuclear command suitcase to authorize a full retaliation. Thankfully, no more launches were detected, and the alarm was canceled at the last minute. The list goes on. There have been at least 20 false alarms over the past 50 years. The only way to ultimately reduce this risk is to ban nuclear weapons entirely. See the video description for more on efforts to do this. We could spend an entire other episode on these close calls, and probably will in the future. In the meantime, you can read more about them in the study linked below. All right, that was the uh, quick synopsis there. I wanted to save you the uh, launch key, you know, when they launch it from DEF one, DEFCON, the DEFCONs, because they have uh, five DEFCONs, obviously. And right now, we're at DEFCON 3, believe, uh, right now. So uh, when they go to DEFCON 1, it's launch time. So, um, 
I got one more here because that was uh, the first one right there, and then I got this one right here. And, and uh, let me just—I'm going to open up the phone lines first, though, because I don't want people waiting too long. Because I saw a couple callers on there that wanted to, before the show even started. I guess they wanted to make their comments on this. But uh, let me open up the phone lines here. Uh, we'll go back to the board here. Okay, nine oh nine. Go ahead, you go first. How you doing there, Joe? This is uh, Reverend Sherwood. Um, I just think this guy named um, Biden is really almost like taking a dump on America, you know, and we need to get that son of a bitch out of there, you know. We need well, to get nuts. back some some order, uh, hopefully Trump. Um, there's a there's a possibility of Trump becoming Speaker of the House. Uh, if that happens, he could do, he could do things more than would a president. That's what they say. They say if they, if the Republicans gain control, they're going to impeach Biden, and then what happens? Yeah, okay. And then you know, and of course, they're going to name Trump the Speaker of the House, and you know, there's a lot of what ifs and a lot of time that happens between that, you know, what's going to happen with that. And, and I wouldn't put too much stock into that really, but you know, just like he was going to be, he was going to win the election, right? He was going to remember the lawsuits and everything, you know, (laughs) nothing ever happened with that either. Right. So everything was a fraud. It was a fraud election. Oh yeah. We know that. We know that, but, uh, you know, what happened with that? It was all thrown out of court, you know? I mean, what, what are you going to yeah. do? I mean, the judge had yeah, his final true. say. Well, there's a lot of evidence. A lot of evidence. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, there was a lot of evidence, actually. I got questioned on that, actually, <clears throat> here in North Carolina. Somebody, uh, one of the news reporters questioned me about that, what, what I thought about the election. Uh, um the, the TV reporter here did an interview last week with me, and he's like, well, what do you think about the election? Do you think there was fraud? And I said, yeah, I think there was fraud, obviously. I said, that, look, something happened. I said, we went to bed, and Trump was winning, and he, or he won. And then I woke up, and Trump lost. <laughs> I mean, you know, something <laughs> went happened here. You know, I mean, what do you think? Yeah. You know, so, you yes, know, sir. I mean, what are you going to do, you know? Um, also ask you, how did your uh, running go there at uh, in your state? Well, we we, we haven't had the election yet. So the primary's not until May oh, uh, okay, 17th. Okay, I was just wondering. Yeah, because I haven't uh, really listened to your show in in a long time. But uh, yeah, I was just like wondering. Yeah. So all right. Well, I appreciate the call. Uh, anything else you want to add here, sir? Uh, no, uh, that was it. I'll be listening. All right, I'm going to go to this other section here about nuclear war, and uh, just you just put your hand back up. You want to jump back in? Uh, I saw Connecticut there, but they put their hand down, so uh, Connecticut there had their hand up. Uh, nuclear war, what would happen in case of a nuclear war? And uh, basically, uh, you know, what, we just played a small version of what would happen. I really want to get in depth into this because it's really interesting on how this would fall out, how we would survive, what would happen. It's very, very interesting, actually. But So let's play this one right here, and uh, then we'll take call, phone calls after this, okay? This is a train. As the horrors of war explode on a scale unparalleled in history. 
true nightmare that has haunted man for decades has finally come true. It's explosion, chaos, disorder, death, destruction. That wouldn't be life as we know it. Western civilization, as we know it now, will be, for all practical purposes, wiped out of mass. A global cataclysm, not of nature, but at the hands of mankind itself. Will you be ready? Will Doomsday Strike? Can any of us survive?
where they explode 300 miles above the United States, Europe, and Russia. Their purpose is to destroy electronics. If you set off a nuclear weapon in the upper atmosphere, you can produce an electromagnetic pulse. That can disable electronics all around a huge area of the Earth. Russia's EMP disruption. Failure. 
pilots can't get a signal from flight control. Unable to land, they are running out of fuel. And While the public at large is in a state of mass confusion, both the American and Russian armies are operating at full speed. Their electronic systems hardened against the electromagnetic effects of the atmospheric nuclear explosion. The major nuclear powers unleash their arsenal. There are about 15,000 nuclear warheads in the world today. 5,000 in storage are due to be dismantled. The rest remain weapons of war. Out of the 10,000 nuclear weapons that are in the possession of the military, roughly 1,800 are on alert, ready to go on top of ballistic missiles under short notice. The overwhelming amount of nuclear weapons on alert are U.S. and Russian. Britain and France have a few. Britain has about 40. France has about 50 that are on alert. There are no other nuclear weapon states that have nuclear weapons on alert. While all of Britain's and France's warheads are on submarines, the U.S. and Russia have missiles both on subs and on land. Land missiles are based deep in the heartland of each country. And while both sides have them in silos, only Russia deploys mobile launchers. These weapons are designed to kill and destroy on an unsinkable level. If you make the rocket very large, and you can make the nuclear warheads very small, you don't have to limit yourself to just one warhead per missile. Some missiles have as many as 10 warheads, each one 50 times as powerful as the bomb that destroyed Hiroshima in 1945. First strike, you're going to have something in the order of 600 to 700 ballistic missiles with nuclear warheads from both countries flying against each other. A nuclear war in the modern age is going to be pretty fast. A lot of it is going to be motivated by the fact that a lot of our weapons are targeting a lot of their weapons and vice versa. So whoever strikes first gets to use their weapon. If you leave the weapon in the silo and they're allowed to hit it, then you've lost it. They call this use it or lose it.
There's a big government scandal going on that you need to know about it. The government is actually stealing money from... Where will our next meal come from? Will there be water to drink? Will radiation kill me? Can I hide? Will mankind come to its senses and halt this self-destruction? Or is this the beginning of our final chapter? Pressure outside the fireball is almost as deadly. 
It throws things into you. It throws you into things. You can have bones break. And it could even rip the skin off your bones. It's going to be letting out huge amounts of heat energy. Just the heat alone from this is going to be able to give people third-degree burns over a diameter of five and a half miles. Buildings and structures are not spared either. The Washington Monument, 555 feet tall, crumbles. The marble and granite blocks of the Washington Monument will break apart under high pressure. They'll pulverize, they'll turn to dust. The crystalline structure of granite, while making it strong under gravity, blows apart under high pressure. Even a dozen miles beyond the blast in the heat, the light robs eyewitnesses of their sight. If you're standing far away from a nuclear explosion that you don't get killed instantly, you can still be blinded because the flash of light is extraordinary and it will just put your retinas right out. The blindness only lasts a few minutes, but these people won't live long enough to get their sight back. One ground burst explosion in Washington, D.C., about 300,000 people would be killed. Now imagine more than a dozen of these explosions going off all over the city. At virtually the same time as Russian bombs hit Washington, the U.S., Britain, and France strike Moscow with 80 warheads. The city becomes a field of flaming wreckage, and a million people are dead almost instantly. It's not just boom, yay, it's boom, 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 cloud, cloud, explosion, chaos, disorder, death, destruction. It's a hellscape. The U.S. and Russian capitals are going up in flames. Billions of people don't yet know that a nuclear war has started thousands of miles away. In Sydney, Australia, the international banker tries her partners in the U.S. and Europe, but can't establish any form of communication. American embassy in Tokyo. Agents find that all lines to Washington go down at the same time. Some governments begin to piece the news together from spy and weather satellites. They must either join the fight or do their best to stay out of it. While some nuclear powers hold their fire, 
the war between the U.S. and Russia rages on. After the initial salvo, the second tier of targets will include nuclear weapons storage sites and industries that support the nuclear war. like Philadelphia, where people are still unaware that a war is underway.
that once housed an Atlas rocket, America's first intercontinental ballistic missile. Built of unreinforced concrete, 
that's just going to get blown to dust. It will be 500 mile an hour winds that will then just scatter this dust everywhere. Less than one hour into nuclear war, it's already the deadliest day in human history. A thousand warheads have taken 25 million lives. And worse is yet to come. The missiles now take aim at major population centers, where the only goal is to kill. sort of episode. What if they have 
a mental breakdown. I would really like to know how far they've, they've thought of all of the different contingencies. Because if just one comes up that is unsolvable, you're losing those 70 people. Meanwhile, there are survivors in the air, too. As Brussels burns, a passenger jet heads north towards Hemmingson, hoping that this insignificant town will have somewhere to land. The pilot has actually a really, really good option. If you remember the miracle on the Hudson, large jetliners are actually really good gliders. The fuel tanks are empty. With no runway in sight, the pilot eases the jet down on the river shelf. Chinese and 
involvement in the Sydney affair. Sickness is in your organs and 
tissues that are necessary to keep you running, your nervous system, and your blood, if they absorb enough radiation, they're going to start going offline. Suddenly, all sorts of things start to go wrong. You'll get lots of little blood spots, things that look like burns on the body, vomiting. It's this sort of poisoning of the body that happens. Your hair falls out, your body just stops functioning, and it's a slow, painful, awful death. A veil of grief for the loss of friends and family compounds the struggles survivors now face for the basics, food, water, and shelter. And residual radiation will kill for decades. To have some idea of what's going to happen in the future after these cities are ruined, think of Chernobyl. There were cities nearby that were evacuated. Today, they're really overgrown with vegetation and animals are just roaming freely there. That's what it's going to be across huge swaths of North America, for example. settles into a deep gloom as the skies go dark. The bombs started massive fires that sent 50 million tons of soot into the air. What happens is it goes up in the atmosphere and it's quickly spread around the world by the wind. And so the result is almost no sunlight gets to the ground. from the massive nuclear-fueled fires blocks so much sunlight that it plunges the world into a sudden nuclear winter. This is an ice age with fallout, with radiation. Everything is going to be damaged in some way or another. Scientists say a nuclear winter will freeze the Earth for about two decades. The onset of this winter is shocking. This is a long... The ancient Egyptians understood that they could use sound to reduce their weight. ...term horrible, horrible catastrophe that would happen in the case of a global thermal nuclear war. The sudden cold destroys world agriculture. The war has already killed more than 200 million people. And now, far more are doomed. We're talking billions of people who will die from starvation as a result of this. In a scenario where we have a nuclear war in the Northern Hemisphere, the US, Russia, Europe, you're gonna get the biggest effects of nuclear winter the southern hemisphere countries will be less affected. We can imagine a country like Argentina, Brazil, South Africa, where you would have a greater chance of survival after nuclear war. Let's say humanity survives. Where do we go from there? Would we be able to keep cultures? Would we be able to keep art? 
will we have learned our lesson? These are huge, huge questions that is interesting to think about, but also terrifying. Will civilization endure through a nuclear winter, or is mankind condemned to a cold, dark death? later, the fiery destruction of nuclear war has left half the planet in ruins, and nearly 90% of the world's population has died off. In Kansas, the old Atlas silo that was converted into a luxury fallout shelter still stands firm. long been abandoned. It was stocked with five years worth of food, and 70 people survived inside for a time. Could you make a bunker to ride out nuclear attack? Sure. Just make the assumption that nobody is going to come help you for a very long time, if ever. Can you do that? Sure. Can you do that for the whole country? No. Say a handful of people do make it, and they're in one of these shelters, and it's time for them to venture back out onto the surface. They will be entering into a completely unfamiliar terrain. Everything they knew of would be gone. The Earth eventually begins to fall from its nuclear winter. The winds break up the global cloud cover, letting sunlight back in, and the planet slowly warms. With the passage of time, the world's decimated population grows, slowly. A century later, the ruins of abandoned cities are overgrown by weeds, as nature eventually reclaims them. Rio de Janeiro 
may not have been physically destroyed, but so many died from starvation that few people remain to pick up where civilization left off. Survivors in the warring countries become refugees, driven to head for warmer climates. People will migrate. Knowing that perhaps Brazil won't be as effective, a lot of people are going to move from the states, from the barren states, to Brazil or maybe Australia. We already see how refugees operate today. Countries are devastated by war. And people have to leave with nothing but the shirts on their back. So they walk huge distances, or they get on a boat and risk their life trying to cross a sea that is very treacherous. But when you have nothing left to lose, you might as well risk it all. For 5,000 years, empires rose and fell. Only ruins remain of the Maya, ancient Egypt, Greece, and Rome. But while these civilizations vanished, mankind did not. Nobody really knows how many people could survive a nuclear winter. But I'm a little bit of an optimist. I think humans are incredibly crafty, and we've come a long way since our cave-dwelling ancestors. We're really smart. We've got a lot of this knowledge written down. The scientific method allows us to quickly pick up from where we left off. We now know how to make progress much faster. We know how not to fool ourselves. Will enough people survive? We're guessing that between 1,000 and 10,000 humans would have enough of a variety that we could kickstart the human race again. If you were able to, you know, hold on and survive, you could have a birth of a new superculture, which would be really cool. All right, everybody. Yep. That basically what I learned from that is just don't come out of your bunker. Just stay in there for the rest of your life. That's all. Because a hundred, they said a hundred years later. Well, you're not going to live a hundred years, so you know you're not going to live to be a hundred. What am I going to live to be 145? So no. But if so I'm, I'll just stay in my bunker for the next whenever 30 to 40 years. So get to your bunkers because uh, with Biden in charge, you idiots elected him. So this is what you're going to get. Understand the times which you live today. Six five seven three eight three zero six one six. Anybody want to comment on that? Anybody lasted through that there? Or are you crying? You know, because uh, I remember in the nineteen eighties there. I remember you know when the when the nuclear talks there. I remember they used to have uh, drills in my uh, school in case there was a nuclear war. Where we would go? Where would they bring the students? And they bring us into this like back room of the school and this like like this room that was like you know the most enclosed room and everything. We used to have actual drills and shelters. I mean, uh, 
for for this. I remember when I was in sixth grade. I remember that they stopped that. I think after about eighth or ninth grade. But I remember when I was grade fifth grade. I remember they used to have drills about this this nuclear war stuff. So, are schools today having these drills? I wonder. So, anybody here want to talk here? Anybody want to uh, press number one here? Six five seven three eight three zero six one six. You want to talk here about nuclear fallout? What would you do in case of a nuclear war? Would you survive? You got yourself a bunker. You ready? Let's see here. Oh, I think we got a hand up here. Maybe let's see here. Is this Connecticut here? What do you think there? Two hundred three. Yeah, you there? Okay. Had her hand up there. Hello. Maybe not. Okay. No, maybe she's already in the fallout. (laughs) But anyway, all right. So uh, nuclear war. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. With Biden in charge right now, I mean, do you think there's, I mean, this from, um, I'm going to get to the news reports right now. Let's see here. Uh, Monday live, Biden administration preparing for massive financial theft through rebuilding uh, Ukraine uh, initiative. False flag alert. Ukraine claims dirty bomb ingredients stolen from Chernobyl lab. Uh, Let's see here. Um, uh, Let's see here. What do we got here? Uh, What was the one about nuclear war here? Oh, boy. Um. We had one here about, uh, uh, let's see, we had one here about, it was about where, where they, where, where Biden, Biden, these people, there was actually, there was a good one about it too, about, the, you know, but, but this idiot Biden, hey, look, man, this is what I'm talking about. Wake up. You allow these liberals to live among us. You allow these nut jobs to live around, um, around us. I mean, w- w- this is your fault. The people that have allowed this to happen, and I'm just as guilty, we sh- these nut jobs are the problem. They're going to drive – listen, this nut job, Biden, should not be president of the United States, whether it's the Republic or the United States Corp, whatever it is. That man should not be the president right now. He holds the keys to those missiles. And you've got a bunch of jackbooted thugs in the military that will listen to him. I gotta follow orders, yes sir. I gotta follow the chain of command. Yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. I will obey, sir. Yes sir. Right, right. Because we gotta obey no matter what. Right, right. Let's see. Where, where is it? Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, what is it here? Hang on a second here. Yeah, all right. I see the callers holding. It. Put your hands up here. Hang on. Let's just play the thirty-second one here real quick. Hang on. Tonight, if you're for sleep with your rifle, they will give your rifle. A girl's name. Because this is the only pussy you people are going to get. Your days of finger-banging old Mary Jane Rottencrotch through her pretty pink panties are over. You're married to this piece, this weapon of iron and wood, and you will be faithful. You see that? Yeah. You will obey. You will obey. And we've got people like that in the military now. They will obey this idiot, Biden. They will obey this idiot. He's an idiot. This, this guy, Biden, is so incompetent. There's no way he should be the commander-in-chief right now. There is no way. We should be marching in the street. The people should be ta- – listen, they, we, he's got to be removed from office. This guy is incoherent. He doesn't know where he's at. But he's the president, right? Because Trump's a racist. 
because Trump's a racist. We've got to get Trump out of there. All right, private caller, go ahead. I can see you. Hold with your hand up there. Go ahead, private caller. Boy, Joe, uh, why are you understating things so? This man <laughs> shouldn't be president. This man shouldn't even be listened to. This man should be in a nursing home. Yes, yes. And his son should be in jail. Uh, he'll just pardon him if he's still got the power of the presidency. Tell him pardon himself. Yeah. yeah. Kamala Harris but will yeah, pardon him. you're right. His son should be indicted. Then let the old rat pardon him if he if he wants to. But look, man, did you hear what Biden did uh, when asked by uh, one of the few journalists in the White House press pool, the Fox News reporter named Peter Ducey, to clarify his assertion uh, that uh, if Putin used chemical weapons, uh, uh, you know, Biden would make a response in kind. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I did this thing on the nuclear war, because because this is how close we really are. Do you know how close we are to nuclear war right now? Do you know how close we are? People don't understand this. We are very close. I think we're in Cuba missile crisis territory. Yes. Maybe not quite that bad, but we're getting there. Yeah. Yes, it's heating up to there. It's, get, it's getting there because this president doesn't know how to negotiate. This president doesn't have no foreign power. This president can't communicate. He doesn't know how to lay down the law. Listen, Putin would have, Putin would have never done this if Trump was president. Never. He would have never I done know. this. Never. I know, but think about it for a minute. Um, if you continually ramp up the, 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 the notion that Vladimir Putin is a war criminal – and you say yeah. it over and over and over again, ad nauseum. Even if he is, who's going to negotiate with a war criminal? Think well, about let's it put it minute. this way. Well, let's put it this way, Sarge. Let's put it this way. What do, if we obey the Constitution, okay, first of all, friends with all, alliances with none. Look, whatever happens in Ukraine, listen, okay, we, we, we could send CIA, we, we could do it underhandedly, but we, we should not be involved at all with Ukraine. He has not attacked any NATO countries. Ukraine is not a NATO country. Listen, he wants to – listen, Ukraine is committing war crimes against Russian soldiers. You know that, right? They're committing war yeah, crimes. Yeah, the reports. Yeah, yeah. But, so, but that's so that you know, I mean, both sides always yeah. do. It always happens. Yes, of course, of course. But that's why we – it's not our war. It's not our war. Stay out of it. Yeah, look, I, I agree with you, but here's the problem, uh, uh, Joe. I agree with you. It's not our war. We shouldn't be there. I I might go along with maybe arming the Ukrainians, even though it's not essential for me. It's not some, it's not a hill I want to die on. But here's the thing: this stupid fool and all these other morons in the Western Alliance have said that they want to negotiate this. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like this schizophrenic or something. Now, how do yeah. you negotiate with a person who you say is an unmitigated war criminal? I mean, it seems to me like you say the thing right there, he can't be negotiated with because his war criminal status negates his being negotiated with. Isn't isn't that what they said about Himmler and Goering when they started to put out peace killers in 1945? Yep. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, these people people don't realize what they just sit up there and bluster and, 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 and... you know, pump themselves up and act like they're statesmen, and they're just a bunch of simple-minded, vacuous morons. I've never seen anything like it. 
First of all, we have our own problems. in any of them. We have our own problems over here. We're not even securing our own borders. We should be worried about our own affairs, making a military stronger, making our securing our you know securing our country, doing what we need to do for our people, not worrying about anything else. We have you know and 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 look, the, listen. When what happened when well, let's go back to the 1970s. What happened when Russia went into Afghanistan? What happened? The same thing happened, right? Basically. But we had a different type of foreign policy and different types of people in charge back then, and we didn't escalate. We didn't have a news media like we do today, right? Uh-huh. So right. You know, we didn't. They didn't escalate it. I mean, you were around back then. How was it back then? Oh yeah, no, no. They, uh, well, it looked the, the criticism of Ronald Reagan was pretty strong. Same thing with Margaret Thatcher and Pope John Paul II. The difference is, though, is they had. They had enough acumen and sound advisors around them to pull it off. Joe Biden yep. is literally inhabited by glo- – his whole inner circle is infested with globalists and morons. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. either one of the two. They're either neocon globalists and or they're morons. Yeah. And that's not why a confident one in the bunch. Well, this is why I fear that this is what they're – I think they're thinking a detailed nuclear strike, I believe. And it's going to be – you know, I, and, and I think one or two uh, – they could get three or five. I don't know how far it could go. It could escalate. It just it – just, I, I just don't think a full-fledged nuclear war would happen, but they could get four or five strikes out on each side. I, I mean, I, I don't know because the technology that's out there is not disclosed to the average person. Not even even military people can't even leak it really because we have technology that can knock a lot of their stuff out. But the thing of it is, is that wh- who wants to take that chance? I mean, with the power, you know, and they've got these. I know, sub- I know, they got submarines. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. I know, I know, I don't. I mean, you know, when he talked about. He's going to trigger a response in kind if Putin uses chemical weapons. Well, the United States has long ago renounced the use of chemical weapons. We said we don't have any more chemical weapons in our nuclear arsenal. The only thing we're doing now is defense against chemical weapons. Now, I don't know if you believe that or not. Hell, I don't know if I believe that or not. But that's what our official policy is. We don't have it. So then what are we going to respond in kind with if we renounce the use of chemical weapons? Uh, strategic bombing, tactical yeah. nuke. I mean, what? Yeah, what is the nuke. response in kind? But that's what he said. He's going to trigger yeah. a response in kind. Yep. I mean, I, th- yep. I mean, these people are unself-aware. They're stupid. They're profoundly stupid. They have no grasp of historical re- reasoning or whatever. They don't even really know much about Putin. As much as they yeah, talk yeah. about him, they even know much about the guy's genuine history and what his thought processes are and the way he operates. They don't know much of anything except how to make a buck off their positions of authority. That's the only thing yeah. they know. Yeah, yeah. Because people just don't understand. They're just foolish idiots. I mean, you know, I go back to this special report article here where a lot of people forget about it. Uh, General Flynn, Putin is derailing the new world order. You know, uh, you go back, you know, you you go get into reports like that. And and I believe that, you know, and and the thing of it is, is that much I don't stick up for Putin. I don't like, you know, the, the, you know, the the Russian thing either. I don't like it. But at the same time, you know, we man, it's just. This, this is escalated. This could, like, when you hear the media hype it up, it's like, man, how close really are we? You know, I mean, I mean, because look at civilization; it's broken down anyway. I mean, you know, we don't. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean Germany can see is, is that we literally 
might blunder into it. These people are so stupid and incompetent. I and we could know, literally man. blunder in World War Three and or nuclear war. Just blunder yeah. our way. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I, I never so frightened at, at the idea of a government that literally not only is it not only are its policies destructive to the nation because the policies as they are stated to us are destructive. They will end our prosperity. They will make us dependent upon countries that hate our guts. I mean, first yeah. of all, this fool put our negotiations for, with Iran in the hands of the Russians. Yeah. He put yeah. he reversed Donald Trump's policies, put negotiations with Iran, the nuclear deal, and put them in a position to make a ten billion dollar profit by building Iranian nuclear uh, facilities. Literally, wow. he did that. And to say nothing well, of the this? energy policy, he wants to put us on electrical vehicles that'll make us dependent on communist red China. He destroyed our energy situation where we were a net exporter of oil. And we are no longer. And now he's got to go beg countries that hang up on his stupid ass to ramp up production of oil instead of going to, I don't know, Canada or better yet, North Dakota or Texas. I mean, yeah. these people, I mean, it is really hard to speak at this administration without saying something that could get you a visit from the Secret Service. I swear to God yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, and that's what I'm saying. The people, the people have the power, the power of the purse. And you know what? They screwed it up. They really did. And I believe a lot. A lot I, I believe everything had its reasons, and we failed. The republic failed. Everything failed back in January 6th and before that. The election, monitoring the elections, falling asleep. We should have. We, why do we all? You know, people always ask me why do Republicans or why why does everyone always have to react to the new world? Why do we always got to react? Why can't we be one step ahead? You know, why can't we stop them before they do this? Why do we always have to react? You know, for instance, Germany considers new missile defense system. This was back in, um, uh, uh, I think it was a month ago, actually. You know, a missile shield is certainly among things we are discussing for good reasons, Schultz told uh, broadcaster ARD. We must all prepare ourselves for the fact that we have a neighbor presently ready to use force to assert its interest. You know, um, Schultz declined to give any more detail on the possible plan, adding that it was, was not final, but should Russia launch its invasion of Ukraine in February, Schultz announced a $100 billion special fund for strengthening Germany's military. According to Germany newspaper, Bill, uh, Germany's uh, chancellor discussed how to use the fund with uh, Inspector General uh, Eberhard Zorn and Defense Minister Christine Lambright on Wednesday. You know, it, it basically what they're going to do is they're modeling after uh, what they know about the Israeli model, the uh, you know their Iron Dome stuff like that, where they can shoot anything down. Is as they say, the, the arrow system is capable of destroying long-range ballistic missiles and can function at altitudes as high as the stratosphere. Uh, Israel's arrow system is not to be confused with the Iron Dome, which could, uh, so I got that wrong. I'm sorry, uh, which destroys lower-flying uh, short-range missiles. Germany's Bushweiser already has a Patriot system, which is capable of intercepting short-range missiles. So basically, it's a, it, it can shoot, like I was talking about in the beginning of this podcast show, we can shoot things out from outer space, but that would knock out all of our electronics and our, you know, uh, our electricity and things like that. So we'd have total utter chaos here on the ground anyway. So, you know, uh, so we'd lose the Internet and else. That's why they got these 5G things going up probably. Who knows? Who knows anymore, you know? All, we know, all I know is we are irresponsible. But, Joe, have we forgotten that um, 
Russia and Ukraine together produce about 30% of the world's wheat exports, uh, as well as 15%. Yeah, that's, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. 30% yeah. of barley imports. Russia alone, alone, not including Ukraine, Russia alone contributes, excuse me, Russia alone contributes about 15% of the world's fertilizer. Yeah. And that's, you know, and we, we have, when you add Ukraine in the mix, when you add Ukraine in the mix, you are talking about maybe 30, 30 or so percent of the world's uh, fertilizer. You know, talk about 30 percent or so of fertilizer. I know. So, what happens? I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. we're looking at a worldwide food famine. Now, we're gonna, I don't think we'll experience famine in the United States, but we'll certainly experience shortages. Other places in the world are going to experience famines if this continues because they're reliant upon that wheat and grain from uh, Ukraine. Yep. They're reliant yep. upon it from Ukraine. And, 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 and since they are... That's going to cause turmoil and further unrest in other parts of the world, which are almost certain to get us sucked into it because these globalists think we're supposed to try to micromanage everything in the world except the things that we need to micromanage, like our own prosperity and our own borders. That's right. That's right, Sark. That's right. I mean, I mean we're not going to be able to avoid it. Either way, even if it doesn't cause famines there, you know, food shortages are bad enough. When people got to fight over, you know, stuff in the grocery store, even though they'll get it eventually. But if you take some of these third world countries, man, it's going to be Katie bar the door. They're not going to be getting nothing. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to get sucked into it. I don't, you know, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It is, I mean, people just don't understand. We are at DEFCON 3. You go to 2, you might as well just already go to 1. So, you know... (laughs) People just don't understand that. One, we're launching, so you know they start launching shit. Where you, you know, <laughs> you know. I mean, like, go to. Can you get to Australia quick enough? You heard the video I just played there. That's pretty much accurate. You know, uh, so you're, you're talking ninety percent of the world's population will be dead in twenty years. So I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, where there's no place safe in the United States to hire go. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you stay in a bunker for the rest of your life. Who the hell wants to live like that? You know, I mean, I, I don't know. Do you? I don't want to live in a silo. <laughs> I mean, I, I could, I guess. I mean, I, if I had to, but well, I, I I've been planning for you know to live off the grid because I've I've, I've been anticipating something like this coming for years, and I've been stockpiling yeah. all kinds of. I ain't planned for a nuclear conflict, though. I ain't set up I know. situated <laughs> for no nuclear conflict with fallout and radiation and carrying on. No, maybe I ought to start thinking about getting that in and cover that end up, too. I do have NBC yeah. suits, though, and I got protective masks and all that other stuff, and I got my mom ready. And I, I do have that, yeah. but I'm not really prepared for no nuclear fallout and all that other stuff. No. I know, yeah, freeze, a freeze, basically. Yeah, basically you would need a, a box trailer probably 20 feet under the ground. That's what yeah. you would need. You, yeah. need, you know, it's a box, and it could, in which, you know, that's what you basically have to have. And, you, you know, live in a... Oh, yeah, with a, a stairway you know, to the top and ventilation and everything else. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you would need a box trailer. And, you, and just stay, you'd have to stay there for for the rest of your life, basically. Because, uh, you know, because you're talking 14... 
Well, they said 14 you know, to 20 years. 14 to 20 years yeah. for it. But, but, you know, and what are you going to wake up to? The barren land? You know? <laughs> but you have to go out for, like, very brief periods of time and limit your exposure. Yeah, yeah. You know, all yeah. radiation exposure. All radiation exposure is cumulative. Every bit of radiation you've ever been exposed to stays with you. It just builds up to the point where it becomes toxic if you get enough of it. Yeah, yeah. But they say in the southern hemisphere, though, if you go to, like, Brazil or South uh, South Africa, guess what? You're okay down there, supposedly, you know? So, well, that's Well, they say you're okay. What was that novel, On the Beach, dealt with exactly that? Yeah, I don't uh, know. I'm not sure. Uh, Neil Nell Shute, or I forget the author's name. It was a hit. It was, they made a movie out of it. You know, when it was a nuclear war and the sailors on a nuclear submarine were in the below the southern hemisphere, somewhere around Australia or New Zealand, and yeah. you know, they weren't as affected by it down there. And that that dealt with exactly the scenario you're talking about now. Yeah. On the yeah. Beach, the I, name you know. of the uh, movie and the book. The movie starred Gregory Peck. Wow. That's that's amazing, you know. But but then that's if everybody stops fighting with each other too, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> People yeah. can go mad, you, you know. The submarines, you still have you know launch capabilities. The subs still under under the ocean. Who knows, you know? They can come up from above and say, "Hell, what? Kill everybody?" You know. Well, that was the reason why, because you know the sub was under under the water, and then they went to the they were went to the southern hemisphere because you know that's what their orders were. That was their operational zone, and they were discovered they were free from much of the effects. That hit the northern hemisphere. Yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah. and it deals with how they cope with it after that. It's called On the Beach. Pretty good movie. Yeah. Well, well you have the people at the South Pole too. You got the people on the South Pole, and then don't forget the people up in the space station. What about them? You know. Huh? <laughs> you know. Well, they're going to be. Well, I, I would say that they're they're going to be uh, pretty immune from it. But yeah. you know, it's like, you, know you have to. You have to you have to, uh, you know, attain escape velocity for that. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so, that's you know, that. I'm, 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 I'm how, Matt, how, how, but let's ask this honest question. We know Biden is nuts, so he, we, we can't trust him. We know that. Do you think Putin would really launch a strike? Of nuke- would he really use nuclear weapons? Would he? Over Ukraine? Nah. I don't know. I don't think he would, but, you know, I think anything's possible. I mean, yeah. look. I mean, if if he sees himself winding up like I don't know Benito Mussolini or something like that, yeah, because yeah. he's got a, uh, you know, I, who knows what he might do? If he's, I'm going out anyway. I'm not going out alone. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Because these KJ, KGB, then are they trained to kill themselves or something, or or how do they? How are they trained? Cyanide pills. on them, you know. Yeah. And we know he used polonium on that British guy in Britain, turned him into a human dirty bomb. Jesus. Oh, so, I mean, I don't Lord. know what he might do. I'm not I'm not going to predict one way or the other. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But, again, it's our fault for allowing to have this government we have in place right now. You know? These quacky liberals, like you've been shouting for, uh, from the mountaintops. You know, these damn whacked out liberals, you know, Man, they're the cause just, of this. <laughs> leftism and globalism combined yeah. has put us in a situation we are today. Leftism and globalism, they're, they have common goals, the progressives, 
the globalists, they all have common goals, and, and they more or less align from time to time in order to implement the things that are common to them. One thing that is common to them in every aspect is centralization of power. That yep. is it more than anything else, centralizing power and control. You know, like with the Great Reset, like the Green New Deal, like with yep. um, all these things, centralizing, controlling totalitarianism. You know, the, the, the high-tech overlords, all of that stuff, man. Everything is the impulse towards centralization. Sometimes it's oligarchism. Sometimes it's totalitarianism. Sometimes it's authoritarianism. Sometimes it's Marxism. But they all have one single overriding thing in common. That is centralized power. And what about the and Green New Deal? Isn't it interesting? They want the planet to be so Green New Deal and, and the Earth to be so healthy. And look, we're on the brink of nuclear war. <laughs> Boy, how's that yeah. a, for a paradox? <laughs> and, you know, the car emissions, you know, geez, you know, Mount St. Helens, according to what I, I, I read about, when Mount St. Helena erupted in, 19, in the 1980s, they said that that alone, Mount St. Helena, a natural eruption that we could neither cause nor prevent, cause more particulate matter to be put into the atmosphere, to be spread around the world, than every single internal combustion made to that date. Yeah, and isn't that about when you erupt again? A natural event. So now we get to the religious part of this. Where's God in all this, Sarge? Uh, God doesn't exist for these people. They have the only, the only sac. They got two sacraments. One is unrestricted abortion. Number two is uh, uh, these pagans worship environmentalism, rocks and trees. Yeah, they're yeah. pagans. I say if there is a God, though, the God wouldn't allow it to happen. He stops it from happening somehow. You know, where's this? I've been posing this question to pastors around the country now for a, hey, what, what, you say nuclear war? Well, where's God? Where's the? How does this play out in the Book of Revelation? You know, that means we've been. This has been a lie since the beginning. You know, well, well, what's going on here? Hey, I've heard a lot of people say that if, if 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 God spares the United States as it presently exists, then God owes um, 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 Sodom and Gomorrah an apology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, so, I'm looking at this, all these people last night screaming about we're gonna gay, 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 gay. You know, at, at this Oscar. Oh, I know. You know, and I'm watching these people like they're just telling a lie, just lying their little asses off. Yeah. So, I mean, just saying that what now we need to just out and out encourage literally perversity and make our children imbibe it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and they're celebrating it openly at the Oscars. And by the way, wasn't that Oscar? Wasn't Will Smith's performance in the Oscars? Wasn't that a smashing hit? What no, did he I give know. a striking performance? I know. I'm telling you, man. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it was. A, but the final decision to give him an Oscar had to be considered a slap in the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but look, man, I'm gonna tell you, we got look. This, this gives Chris Rock a chance to give a great follow-up video. And that yeah. follow-up video ought to be to the one he did about the police. And ought to entitle it, How Not to Get Your Ass Kicked by Will Smith. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, actually. That should be interesting. Yeah, me too, man. I can't wait to see how that's going to come out. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I mean, we're, we're, this world is going lunatic more by the day. 
the decadence is just overflowing its banks. It makes you wonder, huh? Maybe, better, you know, the people that just die, you know, maybe they got the easy way out, you know? I mean, you know, you just finally go to, you know, who, who the heck want? Maybe sometimes you don't want to live through all this crap, you know? But I know I'm doing my part. Oh, I'm going to try to get in the public office. Yeah, well, I always knew I wasn't going to get out of this life alive, but I'm going to go down fighting no matter what. That's right. That's so, right. Man, That's I, right. I, I have no desire to, to, be, to yield anything that I'm not forced to yield to these horrifically horrid people. I mean, That's I what we got to close it out with, Sarge. Man up. Let's go. That's what we got to close it out with. Go ahead. I'm going to give you the closing thoughts here. Man up and tell these people just the way it's going to be. We're not going down without a fight. No, that's it. We might lose, cause you know you might let me. Ain't no, you, you know, when you get in the war, ain't no guarantee you're gonna win. But that's that, right. That, if you're gonna be in the war, you might as well go all out, man. If they ain't taking no prisoners, and you know you gotta go down fighting, you can at least take some of them with you. Yeah, yeah. If they ain't taking prisoners, but, and they're gonna commit atrocities. That's what's so stupid about killing prisoners. If you wanna, you wanna avoid casualties and get the enemy to surrender, you don't go around to committing war crimes. You know what I mean? No. Because what's the point no. of surrendering? You're going to get that's murdered right. and tortured anyway. Might as well go down fighting. Yeah, that's so stupid that the Ukrainians are doing that, torturing the Russians. I mean, you know, that's so stupid because if they're surrendering, that's so stupid, you know, to torture the prison. Because they're, they're, they're not going to surrender. They know what's going to happen to them when they surrender. Why surrender? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, if I can get killed anyway, at least I can take some of you with me. At least I can go down and maybe leave a legend for my, for my legacy. Before I give you a closing thought, let's just let's, 47 seconds. This is what I always play with Ronald Reagan here. 47, this one right here, because this and listen, these were the words of wisdom of yesterday. We don't have them today, but this is the words of wisdom of yesterday. Let me make this an absolute fact. The goal is world peace. That must be our prime responsibility. We are the leader of the free world, whether we want to be or not. And therefore, we are the only ones that can preserve the peace. And to do that, we must have strength. Meeting this mission and responsibility for preserving the peace, which I believe is a responsibility peculiar to our country, that we cannot shirk our responsibility as a leader of the free world because we're the only one that can do it. How about that, huh? Don't have that leadership today. That's for sure. Sarge, go ahead. Yeah, give me some closing thoughts you know, here. Uh, by the way, have you heard that you got some idiot judge in, in California issued a ruling to release certain documents that uh, Donald Trump was claiming executive privilege for on the basis that it is more likely than not that he did something criminal with regard to January 6th, which I've never heard of a ruling like that from a judge before. i never heard of a ruling talk about something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. What, I, what did he do that was criminal? What did he do? What well, did he I do? don't know. I, but I, if, look, I, you know, now I'm almost kind of thinking, I almost hope that they do try to indict him criminally for January 6th, because I tell you what, that means he gets a chance to show the fraud in the election. Because as president, yeah. if he was aware of fraud that changed the outcome of an election, he had a constitutional duty to do something That's right. about it. That's right, he did. So I almost, and you know, so of, if they yeah. gonna indict, let him indict him. 
Yeah. And let him bring yeah. his defense. My defense is I discovered fraud that changed the outcome of the election, and I had a duty to do what I could to prevent it from happening. Yeah. And well, they I probably could, but he was told not to. He, he was probably told not to, Sarge, because for the safety and security and well-being of That's the country, because of January Sixth. Right? He went along with it when John Kennedy stole the election from him, or rather, yeah. Democrats working for John Kennedy stole the election from him. Uh, yeah. Richard Nixon decided, that, well, I'm not going to put the nation through all that because he knew it, that's what it would have done. And you got to remember, too, the Democrats weren't as lunatic then as they are now. That's true. I mean, yeah, they, they were true. always, you know, leftist and always kind of union, kind of leftish. But they weren't insane. They're insane yeah. now. The party yeah. is insane. Well, they have control of the media now. The media. The media. And I mean, the media. The and academia. You know? And the, much of the yeah. pop culture. Yeah. Well, the republic is here, and you have to choose your jurisdiction. I mean, I, I mean, uh, you know, choose your jurisdiction where you're going to go, and uh, you know, uh, do your well, part. Well, midterms are coming, Sarge. As far as I'm concerned, a lot of these Republicans are assistant Democrats. I don't have much confidence in them, but I'm just telling you, the heart, the home for this poison, the ideological home, is not in the Republican Party. Yeah, we've got assistant Democrats that go along with them and enable them. But if you were to leave it to the Republicans, would much of this poison be have a home in the Republican Party? No, it wouldn't. Look at the people who are out on the house. Do you think Liz Cheney, Adam Kissinger, or Mitt Romney have any significant influence in the Republican Party as it exists today? No, they don't. Do they have Correct. a home in the Democratic Party? Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Remember, so Trump was a, a, a Democrat, too, at one time. Remember and I don't, I don't blame you for finding fault with Republicans. There's just nothing like the demented insanity of these crazy Democrats. I'm not a biologist, so I don't know what a woman is. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it's like I said, I'm not a meteorologist, but I know when it's raining. I'm not an architect, but I know what a house is. I'm not a veterinarian, but I know what a dog is. I mean, this, this yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. And it's the world yeah. we're inhabiting today. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, couldn't have said it better myself, Sarge. Uh, but I'll tell you what, we do have a lot of people out there that are listening to us and that do support us. So, But uh, with that, Sarge, uh, anything else you want to add here before I wrap it up? Uh, there'll be something else. Don't worry, man. Uh, there'll be something else in the next five minutes. So... There's <laughs> no point trying to cover all. We'll just have to go over the next time you're on. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I, I mean, it's a depressing show that I did. I got a couple, a lot of messages here, you know. Uh, but then you got to cover it, though. Nuclear war. Hey, listen, I, I'm preparing you. You know, that's the best I could do. You know, we've been warning you for how long now about what's going on and the new world order. And uh, you know, hey. All I can tell you is we have no way to blame but ourselves. I mean, you know, we joke around about it. We talk about it. You know, look, World War III is no joke. And uh, let's just hope that doesn't happen. And, uh, you know, uh, let's hope uh, the Bible is right. You know, hey, God does intervene and stop everything. And, you know, who knows? We're raptured out of here. I mean, it's a feel-good story. But, you know, let's hope that that is the truth that that does happen. So with that said, but. Sarge, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. I guess I'll wrap it up here with, uh, I guess, Alex Jones taking us out here in uh, uh, a couple minutes here. And, uh, hey, 
resist the new world order as best you can, and uh, let's stop these Democrats. Stop them. You see a Democrat out there? Hey, what? what I mean, what? what hey, what did they tell the Trump? What did they tell you about the Trump supporters? Get in their face. Get in their face. Stop them, right? Well, that's what we need to do. Do the same damn thing. Get in their face. Stop them. Shut them up. Enough. But we are making a stand, and we're waking everybody up that 9-11 was an inside job. And you are the minority. You are the cowards who don't know the truth. You're the people that serve this evil system. You're the people that serve a system that hurts innocent men, women, and children. Not just Iraqis, not just Afghans, not just Africans, but the people right here in this nation. You serve a new world order that attacks and feeds on you. And I'm here to tell you that you will be defeated. Your hours are numbered. We've got the energy. We've got the life force. All you've got is evil backing you up. All you've got is greed and not going to look at yourself in the mirror. Because deep down, the new world order is a pot-bellied, chicken-necked ninny. And all the armor and all the weapons are nothing. You are nothing compared to good. You are nothing compared to life. And you will be defeated. I want the individuals out there, I want free humanity to turn themselves loose, to cut the chains loose. And to use the end of that chain to slap the new world order right upside the head. You've got the power. You want to know who can defeat the new world order? It is you. You're the individuals that are going to be able to defeat this system. You're the individuals that are going to be able to take down the new world order. It doesn't matter if Ron Paul wins. It doesn't matter if they rig the election. What matters is, is that we're starting to stand up. We're starting to move. We're starting to find our legs. We're starting to build our muscles. We're starting to realize that we do have power, and we can work together, and we can take action, and that the naysayers are a pack of weak liars who have never had any successes in their life and who are upset and frustrated to see us beginning to have victories against tyranny. They don't have any respect for themselves. They don't have any vision. And they don't have any will. And they sure don't have any of the power that shines out of God's soul and energizes all life in the universe. They have wed themselves to death. And they will crumble, and they will fall, and for eternity we wed ourselves to life, and to everything good, and everything that flows from it. 